sexy people. Welcome to the latest edition of the Sexy Politico podcast. This is Jackie. With Hanukkah being December 10th through December 18th this year, I would like to take the opportunity to honor the Jewish women who have made an impact on the federal government. This episode, I would like to focus on Jewish jurist. See the alliteration there? On the Supreme Court. And next week, we will focus on Jewish women in the House and Senate. Of the 115 justices who have ever served as either an associate justice or chief justice of the Supreme Court, only eight Jewish people have ever served on our nation's highest court, all of them as associate justice. It took about a year for the first Supreme Court to all be confirmed, but they were all confirmed by 1790. The first Jewish member of the Supreme Court was confirmed in 1916, and so that means that it took 126 years for the first Jewish man to be confirmed to the Supreme Court, who was Associate Justice Louis Brandeis, who was nominated under President Woodrow Wilson and served from 1916 until 1939. The Jewish population in 1790 numbered between 1 and 2,000, but it had grown to 15,000 in 1840. Put that in perspective, the census showed about 4 million people in the United States in 1790 and a little more than 17 million people in 1840. Between 1880 and the First World War, more than 2 million Jewish people immigrated to the United States. On an unrelated note, that's when my two times great-grandparents immigrated from not Poland, since Poland didn't technically exist, but they are Polish. Due to immigration restrictions and the Holocaust, the United States now has the largest Jewish diaspora of population in the world, with about 5.3 million Jewish people living in the United States as of 2005. The eight Jewish members of the Supreme Court in order were Louis Brandeis, who served from 1916 to 1939 and was nominated by Democrat Woodrow Wilson, Benjamin Cardoza, who served from 1932 to 1938 and was nominated by Republican Herbert Hoover, Felix Frankfurter, who served from 1939 to 1962 and was nominated by Democrat Franklin Roosevelt. Arthur Goldberg, who served from 1962 until 1965 and was nominated by Democrat John F. Kennedy. Abe Fortas, who served from 1965 to 1969 and was nominated by Democrat Lyndon B. Johnson. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who served from 1993 until 2020 and was nominated by Democrat Bill Clinton. Stephen Breyer, who served from 1994 and is currently serving, was nominated by Democrat Bill Clinton. And Elena Kagan, who, who has served from 2010 until the present, was nominated by Democrat Barack Obama. While all of these justices have interesting stories to tell this is the sexy political podcast and i wish to focus on the women so i'm going to start with elena kagan because she's currently serving
Elena Kagan was born in 1960. She was raised in New York City. Kagan attended Princeton University for her undergraduate degree, and she went to Oxford and Harvard Law Schools. She clerked for the Federal Court of Appeals and for the Supreme Court, where she clerked for Justice Thurgood Marshall. She was a professor for the University of Chicago Law School early in her career before she left to serve as an associate White House counsel and later as a policy advisor under President Bill Clinton. Her nomination for the D.C. Court of Appeals expired without action, so she became a professor at Harvard Law School and then its first female dean. In 2009, Kagan became the first female solicitor general under President Barack Obama's administration. She was nominated in 2010 to replace Justice Paul, John Paul Stevens on the Supreme Court, and she was confirmed in the Senate 63-37. to Kagan wrote the majority opinion in Cooper v. Harris 2017, which stated that North Carolina used race too heavily when deciding how to redraw its two congressional districts. Two of its congressional districts. North Carolina has more than two congressional districts. Kagan is well-liked in Washington, D.C., and her nomination was expected by Congress when President Obama was elected. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, the notorious RBG, a woman who was turned into a legend in her own lifetime. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born Joan Ruth Bader Ginsburg on March 15, 1933 in Brooklyn, New York. Ginsburg passed away September 18, 2020 due to complications from pancreatic cancer. She was married to Martin Ginsburg from 1954 to 2010 when he passed away from cancer. Ruth and Martin had two children named Jane and James. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born and raised in Brooklyn. She had a sister who passed away before she was born, and her mother passed away just before she graduated from high school. Ginsburg earned her bachelor's degree from Cornell University and married Martin Ginsburg shortly thereafter. She had already had her first child before starting law, Harvard Law School, where she was one of only a few women. She finished her law degree at Columbia, where she graduated joint first in her class. After this, she became a professor at Rutgers Law School and Columbia Law, teaching civil procedure. Ginsburg's legal career was spent largely advocating for gender equality and women's rights. Some of the most important gender equality cases in front of the Supreme Court were argued by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. In the 1980s, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was nominated for the D.C. Court of Appeals by President Jimmy Carter and served there until President Clinton nominated her to the Supreme Court in 1993. While Ginsburg wasn't President Clinton's first choice, she was recommended by Janet Reno after she was suggested by former Republican Senator Orrin Hatch. At the time, she was considered a centrist. She was also nominated to create diversity. She was the first Jewish person nominated since Abe Fortas left the court in 1969, and she would be the second woman on the bench. She was rated well qualified by the American Bar Association. Ginsburg did some other things in her nomination procedure. She did not answer questions that she felt she would have to rule on. This became known as the Ginsburg precedent. Basically, she didn't answer the question, how would you rule on the death penalty? How would you rule on abortion? And John Roberts used this in his nomination procedure, calling it the Ginsburg precedent at that point. 
although she did talk about the constitutional right to privacy during her confirmation proceedings and talked about works that she had written herself. She was confirmed 96 to 3. In 2006, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor retired, and this is when most feel that Justice Ginsburg found her voice. Although, I more wonder if the internet found her. It feels as though there was a collision of internet culture and a woman who had always existed with strong opinions. Ginsburg began reading multiple dissenting opinions from the bench, an action used when a justice really disagrees with the majority opinion. Ginsburg's first major decision that she wrote the opinion on was the United States versus Virginia in 1996, where the court ruled that the that a state institution, the Virginia Military Academy, was violating the equal protection clause of the Constitution by denying female entrance females entrance to the Virginia Military Academy solely based on their sex. Ginsburg's dissent in Ledbetter versus Goodyear led to legislation that made it easier to sue when you realize that you're being paid less for the same work because you're a woman. There's so many dissenting and majority opinions that Ginsburg has written in her time on the court, but really her whole career changed the way that women are treated in this country. She fought for the rights of men and women to be seen equally in this country. An example of this is Wegberger versus Wingsfold, a case that Ruth Bader Ginsburg argued in front of the Supreme Court for a man who did not receive survivor's benefits from his wife when, she, when they had minor children. Stephen Winsfield was widowed when his wife died in childbirth. His wife made more money than, than him, and he, but he didn't qualify for the same survivor's benefits that a, that a woman would have received if her husband had died. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously that this was gender-based discrimination. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Elena Kagan are two justices who have worked hard throughout their careers and deserve all the respect that they have gained. Next week, we will be looking at female Jewish members of the House and Senate. Thank you for listening to the Sexy Political Podcast. Please rate this podcast on whatever platform you're using. Comment, let me know what you think. Share with your friends or enemies. I don't care. I just like people listening. Check out the Sexy Politico on our website and our socials. All of this should be linked in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. Stay sexy. Bye.